everyone, Amina here with the Float Small Business Podcast, speaking with freelance producer Katie Vaughn about how she's been navigating slowdowns in the film world due to COVID-19. And I think she's going to have a lot of helpful ideas for freelancers of all types. Thanks for being here, Katie. Thanks for having me. So before we get into anything, how are you, Katie? I'm in a really good place because I get to connect with nature every day and get to then write as well. Where very often I don't get to have both of work. I'll work so much that maybe then I'm too tired when I get home or I don't put the effort into going outside. And every day since quarantine started, I've done almost like a five to eight mile walk in my neighborhood. Wow. Yeah. That's a lot. So are you doing anything while you're walking? Like, are you listening to anything? Or are you just kind of in a, in a zone? Listening to project management courses a lot of times. Okay. Mm-hmm. So yeah. as a producer, are you finding this, you know, this really hard situation and as an opportunity to develop your skills? A hundred percent, because I've always been intrigued by project management, especially once I moved to Portland to more people, that's where the jobs are. I very rarely see a producer job posted. It's mostly creative project manager or project manager. And so I've been like, oh, well, a lot of what I do as a producer is manage a project, but there's different terms and like scoping and different like business terms that people use as a project manager that I wouldn't use as a producer. So it's helping me to get the knowledge of like, okay, this is how you'd want to do that. Okay, scoping a project, bidding, like all these little terms I might use, but not as commonly. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you've been, you've been okay. Yeah, I've been okay. That's I have. That's yeah. good. Yeah. You know, it's, um, it's hard sometimes asking that question. I feel like so many freelancers out there, whether they're producers or in a completely different role, right, could learn so much hearing from another freelancer and especially one that you know could be doing really badly right right. but you're not and there are probably some very good reasons for why you're okay we're both in the film world uh i know from my personal experience that a lot of production has gotten paused has it been the same for you exact same Every, I was lined up to do two different shows, both canceled. And I was told that they might come back at some point this year. I actually just got the call last week to do a show called Love Island. Okay. It's on CBS. Cool. I don't know if you've heard of it. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, and they're doing it this year, but I'm not going to participate because I don't want to be in a situation where I have to be around people. I yeah. don't still feel safe and comfortable. And I've been offered an opportunity to edit a project from home, like story edit. Okay. And I'm like, yeah, I will. I, I'm at a point where I've, even though it's much more money, to be honest, and a better title and all of these things, I chose the safety and my well-being over that money because I just felt like I didn't want to put myself through that stress. Sure. Of knowing I could get sick. And then sure. my parents are elderly and I like to see them a lot. How do I mix that in? And, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know whether they are going to be taking precautions on set? Every single person that arrives to the city they're going to film in has to quarantine for the first two weeks they're there. Okay. So it sounds mm-hmm. like they're taking this seriously, but yeah. you still didn't feel like it was enough? No, because so much for me, what I love about a set is the camaraderie and working with so many different departments. And because of COVID and the way they're handling this, you have to be in your pod. So I would have been on a set with 100 people and only got to talk to four people for six weeks. Wasn't allowed to interact with anyone else. 
And then when I got the opportunity to work from home, I thought, you know, four random people are my own nice comfort of my own home. I think I'll be home. Do you actually feel like you're ever gonna be comfortable going on set again? Or do you actually think that the the industry might pivot entirely permanently? Um, and maybe that pivot could make you comfortable. I, I guess, what do you see for the future? Yeah. <laughs> I don't feel like I will be comfortable until there's a vaccine. That's fair. That's how I feel. Okay. Only because of the what, how I would affect other people. Like, I'm very healthy. I feel like if I got sick, I'd probably get through it and be fine. But mm-hmm. I don't want to know that I have something that then caused someone's grandma to die. Like, that sounds just awful. Yeah. Yeah. Even though you would probably that, never but... know. Right. But, but that's maybe, that's even that... worse. <laughs> and I don't want to be in a situation where it's compounded. Like, I have a friend right now filming in Utah, and he says they're probably going to shut down today because they think someone on set got coronavirus. And they just started filming yesterday. Yeah. Day two. Yeah. So I just wow. don't feel like it's safe yet. Do you think that production will shift in some significant ways that might last a while, like remote directing or anything like that? Yeah, I think so. I think the rest of this year is going to be a bunch of that kind of different kind of shifts. I guess you could say the word shift, but it's more like I feel like I've had friends who are just not choosing to not work. They've saved enough money and they don't feel comfortable because everyone, every job they're being offered right now is to go to set. So I think that, I think what's going to happen is this wave is going to happen. People are going to get sick and then they're going to have to realize that they have to shift more. So what have you done prior to COVID-19 that has generated enough relationships and enough goodwill that people are still reaching out to you for different types of projects like the story editing that they know to get in touch with you so you're not hurting for work despite the fact that most people in production are? I've been really good about maintaining relationships. So people like, I have a friend actually visiting this week. She was a a PA with me in 2007 and we're still friends. And now she's an art director and designer. So I have relationships with people I talk to, even if I haven't worked with them in five years, I go out of my way to check in on them or get a coffee with them or grab a dinner. So then I'm on, I I always check in too, every few months even, how are you doing? How's work? So then I'm at the top of their box and in their mind. So then I think when jobs come up, they think, oh yeah, Katie Vaughn, she's available. What advice do you have for those freelancers who may not have those relationships either because they haven't made the effort or just because they're kind of new to the industry that they're in? Um, would they be willing to reach out to people? Because when I first moved to Portland, I just cold emailed like millions of production companies where I'd find people on LinkedIn and I would just message them. Hi, I'm Katie. This is who I am. Want to get a coffee. And I just put myself out there. And then that's how I got the contacts I've made here even. Like I even have a couple of friends that work at Conscious Minds and both of them got their job because they just reached out to Conscious Minds and said, I'd like to work for your company. Do you have any openings? So I think a lot of that is just putting yourself out there. It's scary of course, and like you have to give that yourself a little confidence boost, but people don't know you're looking for a job unless you tell them. When I was in LA, it was very successful. I moved up quick, running shows on the unscripted reality side of things, right? I moved to Portland thinking, oh, I have like 12 years experience. I'll get in with a creative agency. This will be easy as pie. And I got here and it was like crickets. Couldn't get a job or if I got a job, it was like a third of the salary I usually make. 
I'd get the offer. And I was like, ooh, I'd rather just pop down to LA and shoot for two months and come back and knowing I had to work a nine month year, you know, versus making working a whole year for a third of the money, doing a job I might not like. So I started, I met with Creative Circle, right? Cause they kind of work with agents and people. And I actually have a spreadsheet. I had reached out to 90 different businesses in Portland. Yeah, I have a whole, I can send it to you. I literally have a, an Excel spreadsheet of all the people I reached out to cold. Because I would reach out, I put the email, who I contacted, the date, if they responded, you know, managed it. So I knew. Yeah, well, yeah, your producer, makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> but I get the impression that when you're reaching out to these folks, you're not like writing an email saying, hey, how are you doing? Like, got any work for me? It's more just a, how are you doing? I care about you as a person. And that's the difference. They're like, how are your kids? I just saw that they had a birthday. It's like checking. I actually check in on them and like have a human relationship, not just the work relationship. Because especially when production, you know how the hours are. I want to be on set with you for 15 hours. I want to know that I actually, you care about me and like me as a person, not just that we're working to make something. And also when you both like each other and like working with each other, you're going to create something better, I think. Yeah. Oh my goodness. I mean, I, <laughs> I wish, I wish more people cared about relationships in that way, because it also doesn't feel like the only reason that you care about them is because you know, it's going to get you opportunities. You know, it feels like a genuine desire to just connect with people. Yeah. That's a, it's tough though. I mean, that's why I literally always joke. I never dated anyone in LA in my twenties because every guy I met was them like, so you're a producer. Um, I like, I think I have a script. Do you want to read it? I'm like, oh my gosh, they're only actually talking to me because I'm going to get them somewhere. You know, it's yeah. really, it was a tough city. Yeah. So that's why I've always gone out of my way to try to make the relationships I have and like even work relationships feel like they're real because yeah. that's what I would want in return. Right. And, and I think you're absolutely right. When you're working on a project for an extended period of time with a group of people, whether it's in person or remote, you want to feel a kinship. You do your best work when you feel like you're all in it together and like you kind of care about each other. That's when the best work comes out, I think. Yeah, I think you're right. So in all of this, what has been your biggest lesson learned? Either about oh. yourself or about work or anything. That's a good question. Okay. I'll have to I've reached a point in my life where I care about my safety. That's my biggest lesson learned. I never used to, I used to work 18, 20 hour days on set and not even care, six days straight, seven days in a row and be like, yeah, I'm awesome. I'm here, make a TV and didn't care. Like I would, you know, my skin would break out. I'd be probably gain a bunch of weight because I need sugar to stay awake. It's just like my health was never a priority or my safety. It was just like, I'm making badass TV. And now I'm at a point where I'm like, I can make great content safely. That's what I meant. That's a big realization. Because on top of that, it I mean, I also feel like we do our best work when we're not killing ourselves. You know, so it's a safety thing, but I also have felt that I mean, I've also done the like live to work lifestyle where like every other facet of life just goes on the back burner. And yeah, you get a lot of things done but at the expense of so many other things. And ever since I've committed to finding a, just a semblance of balance, even if it's not perfect, but just a little bit, the work is better. It's, but it's not just the work that's better, the interactions with clients, the ability to negotiate. 
But the more balanced I am because I'm taking care of myself and the less I need the work in order to fulfill like some hole inside of me, the easier it is to ask for what's actually fair. And then you're working with people that you love that, and there's this mutual respect and you do great work. So any final advice to freelancers out there that might be wondering what can I do next to improve my situation? I think that they should start upping their skill set. So maybe you're a producer. You should try to get learning how to be an editor. Maybe download Adobe. You can get a trial version. See if there's a way. There's always something. We can always learn more, right? So I think that so many people, that's why people get their master's or their doctorate because it's like, okay, what can I learn? and What can I expand on? So if you don't want to spend the money on something, great. Find an online course that maybe is free. Like there's a lot of things in Yale is doing stuff right now. They're doing to educate you on Black Lives Matter. There's a whole free course that you can actually take right now. So through Yale University. So just try to find things where you can educate yourself. Because I feel like if you're not working, why not get smarter? That's great. Yeah. And, and what about the outreach part? Do you feel like people should be also reaching out to the contacts that they do have and saying, hey, are you surviving COVID-19? How are you doing? 100%. And actually, and just leave it at that. You don't have to then be like, I'm really looking for work or here's my updated resume. Absolutely. So you should be checking in first and then, then the door is open. If they get back to you, great. And then you can have the conversation. But I really think that especially at a sensitive time like this, we should be checking in on people, not just trying to get ahead. Well, Katie, I'm really glad to hear that you're doing well, that your family's doing well, everyone's still healthy, and thank you so much. I think that this is really gonna be valuable advice for a lot of people. Good, this was fun.